Peace and blessings, good people, and welcome to Father Should, a podcast on fatherhood and twain. Today, I'm your host, Fleming. And I'm Miss Vaughn. And today, we have um, a very special guest. Um, I Very special guest. Um, someone who's very near and dear to me. Uh, I ended up meeting him by chance, I think, almost 15 years ago. And I've been in love with him ever since. Um, so please welcome to uh, the Father Should family, Mr. Steve Ballard. Hey. <laughs> so um, I just first off, before we go with anything, um, I am very blessed to have this particular person, Steve, in my life. He has, again, like I said, I think I met him 15 years ago. And not only has he loved me, but he has also loved my sister, but most importantly, my nephew. And he has definitely been a huge part of his village. So I just really want to say, for selfish reasons, of course, I just want to say thank you. And the work and stuff that you have done just you know for myself and my family like we are forever indebted to you and like I said you know you know who I'm going with <laughs> I've already told you yeah you, you I, I, I'm, I'm part of your seven uh, okay free of charge <laughs> <laughs> well, one, let me say, let me say, well, th- you know, I'm glad, you know, Ms. Vaughn got that off her, got that off her chest. Yeah, I got that That's off my chest. Good. Cool, cool, it's cool. cool. Well, I will definitely uh, utter pretty much the same sentiment. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, indeed, um, I-, I think you are definitely a blessing on anyone's life that you touch, Period. We've known each other for a good while, um, at least since what oh nine, I think, when I came in and yeah. to the fraternity in oh eight. So it is indeed an absolute joy being able to call you not only my frat brother but also my friend, um, someone who I definitely consider to be a mentor uh, as well, um, and who and and on so many levels, not only just work wise but even definitely life wise. You know, there have been many of conversations we've had as far as from a fatherhood perspective, right? Um, and just navigating yeah, right. uh, that. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that conversation too. Oh, Don't yeah. worry about it. We're, wow. we're, we're definitely okay. gonna get to that. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much um, for just, you know, being supportive and pouring into me the way that you have over these years. You know, um, just know that it, mm. it, is, it is very much appreciated. And, and I know you may not feel like it and it may not seem like it's working. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, we give you Steve Ballard. So, Steve, before we get to going, could you just tell our, our listeners a little brief introduction of your amazing resume that you have oh wow um just i've just been a brother and a person who's just been totally blessed um i had a desire uh to be a a high school art teacher um when i went to college um 
the, my first counselor told me that uh, you're not going to make any money. And I was like, well, bump that. I want to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> so, I changed that and uh, bounced around about four majors until I found my niche with my counselor. said, hey, look, what's up? You're changing every every semester. What's up? That was, I, me. Ultimately, that was me. Ultimately, I said, well, you know, she said, well, what do you like to do? I said, well, you know, I like what I do for my fraternity. And she said, well, what is that? And I said, well, you know, I, I'm responsible for all the posters, the flyers, our public our magazine, not our magazine, we didn't have a magazine at the time, our, our books, our ad books and things like that. And we have the flyers on the campus. And she said, well, you, you know, that's graphic design. I said, oh, there's a major for that? <laughs> From there, uh, that changed my, 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 my life, and I've been blessed to be working in that field and have had a very successful career in that from that point on. And with that, I've had the opportunity to meet uh, uh, corporate CEOs, to entrepreneurs, to you name it. And uh, really, through that, God has helped me to see that he used that as a foundation for truly dropping in my heart what his really uh, will for me is. And that is really to touch and talk and to share with people. Mm-hmm. And similar to graphic design, how you take nothing and make it something based on what your client wants. Mm-hmm. Um, that is how I try to look at talking with people and sharing with people so that you take them where they are and have just, you know, divine conversation um, that helps them to get to where they need to be. And so um, that's kind of where I am now, um, the vice president of a philanthropy uh, agency. And um, we're doing the same thing um, uh, for, for those clients. You know, so my life continues to be around uh, what you said earlier and what you and Chris said earlier was um, being a uh, inspiration, uh, a tool by which people, whether it be an organization or a person, uh, needs to get fulfillment and be in alignment. And it's not by my will. It's never, it's not by my will. It's just, it just happens. And so I've come to recognize that that's one of the uh, the ways God uses me. Good stuff. Mm. See. Mm-hmm. So, so dad of one. Yes. Father figure to me. Father figure to me. Father figure to me. You know. I think I think it's good to say I think it's safe to say that you officially have like Godfather title like on it. But no, how many God kids do you have? Like I know it's well, actual God children. I have uh, I have two God children. One is my niece, and one is uh, uh, LaJoy, and one is Nyla White, John White's daughter. Um, but I have several who I feel like is my godchildren, like little Christopher and little Joshua and other little Christopher. Right. <laughs> so, right. uh, I, I, I can name them. I can keep naming them right. because I've watched them, you know, since very young. And uh, I feel like uh, they are part of me and I'm interested in them. 
Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm interested in them. That's so I feel like I have a lot, I have tons of godchildren. So we like to always start the conversation off. What has been your biggest highlight of being a dad? Oh, mm. my biggest. Oh, I guess. Well, you know what? Before we start that, tell us about your son first, and then we'll go into your biggest highlight. Oh, my son is amazing. I have an amazing son. I think uh, one of the things that I used to do. Uh, I did when my son was little. Um, I knew that it was very important for fathers, as a father, to be nurturing um, to him so that there can can be a balance, you know? And what I used to leave for him when he was asleep, I would leave a note. So when he would wake up in the morning and I would just, when he wake up in the morning, he, he would read this note. And every age level, I wrote it in the way that he could understand it. And when he woke up and this note would say, wow, good morning. I just want you to know how excited I am to know that you are my son. Aww. I would leave that note. But in every as he got older, I would change, of course, you know, the language because he's older and mm-hmm. he can describe it. So, so that that is one. Uh, my son um, is a lot, a lot like I look at little Christopher uh, Fleming. They were unique children who are creative, imaginative, inspiring, intelligent. But also needed some boundaries. <laughs> also needed some boundaries, and so um, so I had to. So we had to be very uh, balanced. Our, you know, myself, because he was that child. Because he was growing up, you know, in, in that creative way. He was very expressive, and that nurturing that part, those parts of him, giving him freedoms, but yet some boundaries, helped him to soar. So whatever his desires were in terms of where he wanted to be in life, where he wanted to go in life, it was second nature for him to then just say, hey, that's where I want to go. That's what I want to do. And that's what he did. And so I was proud of his decisions. And so he, um, after, you know, always participating in the college, uh, not college fairs, but science fairs, you know, every year in the science fair, placing. So I thought he was going to be a scientist, but then to then watch his parents in business, he decided when he wanted to go to college, I want to go to HBCU as my undergrad, and I want to do Ivy League as my grad. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to go into international business because I want to travel the world. You know. Somebody else is dying. That's a smart kid. That is a smart kid. Somebody else is dying. Oh, definitely somebody else is dying. And then, but when he decided that I want to move, I have an opportunity to go work in China, I said, oh my God. Uh, Why? (laughs) So so as a parent, then... (laughs) When your child makes that decision that they want to move, like, this is beyond a plane ride. Like, this is like, I may only see you maybe once a year. Yes. That. So, yeah, how did you? It was scary. It was scary. I was I was afraid. And he had an opportunity to go to China and he had an opportunity to go to New York. 
And I was like, New York. Well, right. because it was my favorite city. <laughs> it was my favorite city, but also because he was on these grounds, domestic grounds. Right. And I can get to you, right. you know. Right. And New York was a more risky place than China. <laughs> but I was okay with that. You know, I was okay with that. So I had to step back. Now, here's where we talk about alignment. Okay. I had to step back and say, this ain't about you. Right. This is his journey. Right. This is his goal. And so just as you won't see him every day in New York, you won't see him every day in China. Right. But you can still get to him. Now, how are you going to raise him to believe that the world is your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And when that opportunity comes, you go, oh, no, oh, oh, no. But this was about my fear and then him, me letting him go. Right. And I said to say, you know what, son? This is about me. So let me check myself and you go do you and you be the best you. Right. And he went, and not only did he live in China, he lived in Bangkok and Spain, and you know, he right. he did it. Right. And so ultimately, right. now he's back here, but he has had a global experience, mm-hmm. such that he's determined where the rest of his life he wants to live. So what makes me so proud of him is what we've deposited. He has fulfilled. Right. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he is a valuable African-American male with some skills that measures equal to anybody else. And so that's what I love. And that's what I love about him. And we just have great conversations. So that that is my son. And that's who I love. Good. I heard you say, you know, and, and, and that definitely touches on where it is, you know, as a show where we've gotten to, but I heard you say what we've poured into. I take that as to say, and always being being in that in a mindset of co-parenting perspective, because I know that was what you ended up having. You know, was was being right. in a co-parenting situation, and I know it right. definitely. You know, from conversations that we've had, that it wasn't always easy, right? But even till now, as you obviously have a older child now being cognizant and recognizing that it is the we part that poured into it. It wasn't just a a one-sided situation. And a lot of times we have conversations on that um, from a standpoint of recognizing that, hey, it, it it is a equality aspect to where it is the responsibility of both mom and dad to pour into into to, to your child child or children so thank you for 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 that piece absolutely absolutely well you know the key thing is that in in certain situations where mom and dad don't work out mm-hmm. what you hope and pray on is that at least you are al- aligned in one thing Right. And that is how to raise this child. Right. So we are business partners, so to speak, mm. raising this child. Now, that's an interesting way to say that. Yeah. We are business. We are, we business, are business partners. partners. And so we have to be 150% committed to this business. 
And when we both are committed to this business, mm-hmm. and it's not your way, it's not my way, it has to be his way. Mm-hmm. So it has to be about him. So as a business, I'm going to trust and believe that you're going to take care of the roles that you're going to take care of. And I'm going to take care of the roles that I'm going to take care of, you know, and we have to trust each other will do that. And then we have to let you, you know, be the parent and you have to let me be the parent. Right. Because this is our business. And if we do that, he will come out balanced. And so where we were very different, <laughs> very different. Right. What we had to do was lock down self. Mm-hmm. We so had how to did lock down self? So how did you? Okay, so I guess if you're in that part where you're not where now our difference is like we at that point now. So now it's that lockdown part. Like, how did you and your your uh, business partner? That's because I really, I really, I'm digging that because that's a totally different way of thinking about this. So, how did you and your business partner then lock down self? Because at the end of the day, like, yes, we want the best for our child, but we are not seeing eye to eye on how to get it. Like, true enough, we want to, but right now we got this little speed bump. That we gotta, we, it ain't no way around. Very simple. To, it was very simple. Now I had to get to there to learn, understand this, but it's really very simple. In every situation, circumstance, disagreement, or agreement, or whatever, when it comes to that child, is it about you or is it about them? Mm. That's the bottom line. When you dissect it, do I wanna have this party? With this big old party for this three-year-old or this two-year-old that don't know anything about this. That's gonna play with the box. Gonna play with the box. Is this is this about you wanting to do this or is it about the child? Every circumstance, you know, um, is it uh, who's gonna take this? Who's gonna take him to the doctor? You know, well, I gotta want to take him to the doctor. No, no, I want to take him to the doctor. No, I want to take it to the, well, is it about you or is it about him? Mm -hmm. Who is, who has the time on this day? Who has the, you know, who has the, you know, whose benefits or whatever, who has the time on that day? That's more important. If I don't have time, if I don't have the time, it's better for you to do it, then get out of the way and you do it. It's that get out the way part. It is like that get out the way part. Get out the way part. And so what it is is you have to you have to really be vulnerable sacrifice. Remember what I remember what I've said many, many times, Siobhan, before is in your vulnerable state where you become your strongest. That's where you become your most strong. That's where you grow when you allow yourself to be vulnerable because actually to allow myself to be vulnerable and accept things for truth that's real courage. Okay. Hmm. But, however, I became vulnerable. And not only did I become vulnerable, we didn't work out. 
our this little family thing the way I envisioned it, the way it was supposed to be, it didn't work out like that. So now is now you want me to trust this person who hurt me. Well, so now, trust. okay, you well, know, you st- I still have to be vulnerable in yeah. order to, yeah, because well, it's so 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 before you get started on that, but think about in everything that you just said, right? As far as mm-hmm. even using that, you know, that I did what I expected. It didn't go the way that I wanted it to. Right. So, so from so so, given everything that's being stated and what and what is that you just got through 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 saying is that in in that in that in that instance, you were very much making it about and and trust and believe how we've seen a lot do. In that moment, you are making it still about an operating, honestly, from a place of past hurt, right? But I became bone. I did the vulnerability, though. Like that's and that's for, I but, did but that. that's but that's not a. But again, how many times? Like it's like it's like going to the gym, right? If you go to the gym on a Monday. And then you like, you know, you got a trainer and your trainer call you like, okay, where you at? Because you're supposed to be on the gym on on Wednesday. You can't say, oh, well, I did that. I already did. I already worked out on Monday. (laughs) So I can't work out on Wednesday if ultimately my goal is to get to this level physically that that I told you that I want to get to. So it requires you to get, okay, yeah, you may have been vulnerable before, but it definitely requires you to be vulnerable again, because yeah. when, once you become a parent, when you become a parent, there is no oh, okay. I, I don't want to be a parent. Well, how long am I supposed to be vulnerable for? Like, how long is this supposed to last? Lifelong, because every situation requires it. Understand? Understand? Well, understand? Understand what you said, and, and Chris said it. You're you're saying you heard, it didn't go the way I thought. It didn't go the way I envisioned, the way I expected. You're still living in the I. The I, the question becomes that partner or ex or never, whatever affected you. But in that partner's role as let's say the father. You can still, the, the question becomes, can he fulfill this particular duty or this request, and will he do it well? If he will do it well, what does that have to do with you? Or even, Honey, you make my head or even better, or even, or well, not even better, but I, I will, I will piggyback off of that and say as, as, and I love that, I love that statement. Like, you know, it didn't, it may have affected you, but don't let it affect the child. Right. You right. Know? That's what that, I mean. Like, by the and, that's, and that's and that's what and that's why when we have those that's why when we have those conversations, it's like, okay, well, you know, when, when we talk about man, this is gonna give me so much ammunition for later on. Whew. And not necessarily ammunition, but food for thought. Let me yeah. read, let me read let me read that. That's true. <laughs> true. That's true. But but, but it is but it is. right. You think that it's so true? And no, but it's because because so many times we hear as you were talking earlier, and I'm thinking about some of the conversations that I've that I've had the joy of being a part of, and we hear, oh well, 
uh, you know, why I'm the primary or having this level of control or, you know, you know, like like being like like feeling as if you have to as the other parent is if you have to every now and again chin check the other parent not not that it's not not that we can't have conversations but let's not treat our co-parenting relationship the way that we treated our relationship because we clearly see how it is that our relationship didn't make it you know so let's not bring let's not bring the thought process that we had in our relationship to our co-parenting relationship because now we're 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 furthermore setting ourselves up for trouble and then that and now the person who's going to suffer more it's not gonna be me because i already know how you are it's not gonna be you because you're just simply adding on to the hurt that already exists but the person who's really gonna get caught caught in a crossfire is gonna be this child that we now have between us Absolutely. And that is exactly what I lived until I got through the process. That is exactly because I was living, we were living in a combative state. Mm-hmm. We were in battle. So what was, what, what did the that look like? Oh, it, it, it was always tense. It was always tension within that, you know, the boy had two separate homes. You know, in two separate homes, and everything was a one-upmanship. I'm going to get him on this, or I'm going to get her on this, or I'm going to put this in my arsenal. I'm going to put this in my arsenal. But who was sensing it, and who was getting the, the, you know, and even to the point where one time we clashed, and the kid was right in the middle. And he had to yell out screamings like, please, stop. Please. The kid is in tears. And so it was then that I had to go home and check myself and I had to pray hard. I had to pray hard because I had to swallow. You have to then swallow a lot. You have to swallow a lot of pride. You have to swallow like, oh, I'm right about this. No, no. That is when I started the work in understanding, well, you know what, this child is just our business. And we have to be invested in this business. And then I had to really be vulnerable to say, hey, well, she's really good at this. And she's really good at this. Right. And she's really good at this. And one of the things that she always said, well, well, your dad is good at this and good at this and good at this. I didn't want her to be good at nothing. <laughs> you know, I was just, I was just angry. You're going to be honest with yourself. I'm going to be honest. Yes, I didn't want her to be good at nothing. I didn't want to give her props for nothing. <laughs> you know? But she would give me my props. That's it was very petty. But she would give me my props because I would always think that I was wronged. Me. Mm. Me. Right. You know, I was wronged. And Ooh. once I had to get off of that and step down and become vulnerable and say, hey, now she can give me my props. To say he's good at this, he's good at this, he's good at this, and that's your dad, and you, whatever. But I couldn't give her that. Mm. I couldn't give her that. I was that's wrong. that reciprocity thing you were talking about. Yes, yes, I was wrong. So I had to get in the line and say, "Hey," and that would so that would that that's what I mean by you have to be in a vulnerable state. And and I tell you, when I got to that place, everything changed. Everything changed. How because so? We, because we became 
we were we were mutual in the choices and and in agreements on his path on where he went to school what he took up what he was involved in we were all mutual we all we would present what we thought about it you know and then say okay well let's let him do this let's, let's let him do that we became in agreement now even when you guys even when it was something separate, like, so mm-hmm. say for instance, you know, again, um, just say for instance, with the school thing, like you, if he really wanted to, if she really wanted to do private, but you wanted to do public mm-hmm. and it's just like, well, how, you know, well, case in point, well, that, that was an issue the, the school. Oh, the school okay. was an issue. The school was an issue. I, of course, I wanted him to go to a school that was closer to me. And she, <laughs> She wanted him to go to a school that was closer to her, you know. But in essence, the school that he went to was a better for him and a great opportunity for her was just a couple blocks from her. And I had to agree. Yeah. You know, he was invited to participate in a magnet program because of his academics. And then he was all, that would put it in my head all throughout his educational career. Mm-hmm. I had to say, well, well, I can't, I can't beat that now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you said I use a little bit of reality. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but but I was at, the, I got to that place by that time because now he's going into seventh and eighth grade and then high school, and so it it, it, it worked. So the, the, it was easy when I said he's going to be involved in the Sigma Beta Club. He's going to be involved in this. She's like, hey, I understand. Okay, well, he has to go here, here, here. Hey, I get it. I understand. No issues. There was no issues there. When it came to his, and then so by that point, at the time he's in high school, now he's at a at a point where he can make some decisions. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have to do the, you know, uh, every other day here, other, you know, whatever our agreed arrangement was. Because now he he was he was mature. He understood about choices. He understood about because he had both parents integrally involved and he saw where they can be on the same page. They can be on the same page. So now all three of us are on the same page. Can I ask you a question real quick? Sure. So when you guys were in that combative state, like how did it affect him? Oh, he he didn't, (laughs) he did not want to see us around each other. (laughs) Really? He was like, because he always thought it was going to be, okay, the next world war. You get to, you know, that point. Yeah. 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 He thought it was going to be the next world war. Well, you stay over there and you stay over here. Let me go back and forth. You know, I don't want y'all together. One time I even said a joke to him. I made a joke to him. I said, you know, your mom and I are getting back together. He said, what? Right. <laughs> Wait. Wait, that was somebody asking when my parents decided to get back together. I was like, for what? Why? Yeah. He was like, no. Happy? I was just like, have y'all seen y'all's He was like, no. You know, I was like, oh, dude, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just joking. He was yeah. like, thank you, Jesus. As a yeah. as a as a kid, yeah. you you definitely kid, get to you yeah. get to that point because I know with with my parents, it was whenever my my parents would be around around each other and and they they recognize it because for a while like I would set I'd set a timer 
And my mom one day, she was like, why are you setting a timer? I was like, because I say, y'all are usually good for anywhere from 48 to about 72 hours. After mm-hmm. that, it's about to be some shit. <laughs> yeah. like, so, so I'm yeah. just I'm just yeah. preparing myself because yeah. you know that's the you know I can tell people our children watch us they watch us yeah. and the they thing about, and, and the thing about it is that for the most part we get into we get into a routine we get into a routine you can clock it you know your kids know your kids know what your routine is they're the ones yeah. that are always changing you know like I was said sometimes like you know when you cannot necessarily clock kids because they may love trains and stuff you know on a Thursday see something on a Friday and then come to you Monday talking about you know now they want to become a cook <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> like seriously. Be like, no, I just bought all these trains. You're gonna be a train it, it, Exactly, right. right. You're gonna, right. So, you're gonna build this train you know, That's what you're gonna do. It, right. You yeah. know, but we as as adults, yeah. as we get older, like, you know, we definitely you know, for parents, we get into a routine and it's easy for for kids to pick up on that. And then it's like, okay, well nah, y'all, this is I know how how dad is gonna be like a funny thing I I um my father was 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 a was a lecturer, you know. Like he would definitely, I get in trouble, and he wants to go into these long. Ooh, those conversations! Oh, hey, baby, you be like, just give me a whoop. Look, that that it's, is it's, it's crazy. But I got in trouble one time when I was living with him. I got in trouble at school and got to the house and he sat there and it was kind of late uh, and he sat there and he started talking and in my head I was like, I really don't want to hear this. I knew it was going to get started. So when I started faking, like I was dozing off. I just sit there and just start to draw my eyes. And he sat there and looked. He was like, boy, you're dozing off to sleep. Go to bed. I was like, whew, thank you, Lord Jesus. Avoided that. <laughs> Good to go. This is how it is. As a kid, we look, we come up with strategies, man, like, you know, on how to avoid. So Absolutely. Well, you know, the interesting thing was uh, we were attending my son's, uh, I think it's his eighth grade graduation. Mm-hmm. And um, I think later that evening, I think we were celebrating, or, or the next day, or something. He was he was at, at our house, my home, and uh, I was like, well, "How you feel? Are you excited? Are you happy?" And he said, "Yeah, Dad, I am." He said, "Because he said we what I the way we were. I'm trying to remember in his words, the way we were at the graduation. The way we were is what I, I had always hoped for." Everybody was getting along, right? And he said everybody was just having a good time, right? Both sides of the families, his families, and he said that's what I I saw what what I always wanted, you know. That's what I always wanted, and I was glad that I did that, you know, because we both individually did the same things with him. We always each always talked with him, always had conversations with him because that was very important. So he always knew that he could talk to his parents. Them together, you know, it got to a place where he was like, well, that's cool. It's, it's cool. So I don't so have to th- hold my breath that they yeah. in the same room yeah. and yeah. you know, it's going to be... Parents, if parents really, you know, understood that, that's, what's that Fresh Prince song? Parents just don't understand or something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah, if they really understood what's going through that child's mind, if they wanted a a difference, they would check themselves. Mm. They would just check themselves. 
Yeah. <laughs> Honey. It's hard. It's hard. It is, it is. It is. It is. It is very hard. But when you see the results of your sacrifice, hmm. it makes it all worth it. I think the problem is, is that the results are not instant, but the hurt is or whatever that disappointment. I know for me, that's always immediate. That is always, you know, the reoccurrence, that that hurt, that disappointment. That is always the reoccurrence, and that is always dead in the face. However, to take that bigger role to, you know, do this vulnerability thing you're talking about, that is... You may or may not be able to see that. That that's never immediate. That's always like either a couple of months, couple of years. That's always down the line. So it's just, I know for me, that's what makes it a problem is that the vulnerability is never something that is immediate. Well, then then you have to decide at some point. You have to decide it. Well, how do I want to grow? How do I want to get past that so that I can experience the peace? Which if is- I want to keep, if I want to keep living in that, then I'll keep allowing myself to be affected like that. Hmm. Because everything is a choice. You have a choice on how you can respond. It's your choice. You can choose to say, "I'm going to go through the pain." Of you know of my feelings finally uh, healing, or I'm just not going to do it that way because I don't want to. I don't want to be hurt. But you're choosing to stay there. You're choosing to stay there. I would rather go through the pain of healing so that I can get on the other side and experience the peace. That's a choice. So that people choose to do that. Hmm. Isn't it, isn't it interesting how, as as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking about what you just said, Yvonne, but isn't it interesting how we accept that aspect in all of the avenues? If you fall and break a leg, right, that pain comes quick. To mm-hmm. heal that leg takes time. Right. To crash a car, that's quick. To build another one, it takes time. We accept this concept in every other aspect in life, yet when it comes to relationships, it's where it is yeah. and we have the biggest freaking hang up on it, right? Because because yeah. we experience pain, it's just like, oh my God, like I'm so, you know, I'm hurt, I'm distraught. You know, he did this and blah, 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 or she did so, so forth and so on. And then we just choose, like, like to Steve's point, we choose to hold on to that. Right. That's where the choice comes in. As we choose to hold on to the factor of what it is that that person did to us. We're not we're not as yeah. mad at, at that like, you know, oh, he tripped me on the on the on the court as I was trying to get the ball and that's how I broke my leg. I let that go. Like, you know, you know, I got I got a I got a scar from 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 a, from a sport injury. Girls think that's cool. Oh, but she broke my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 this is like as, as we're saying. So why so but okay, so in that vein, then why don't we celebrate then the scars of our heart why is that not celebrated because there it's the same reason 
it's the same reason why Mary J's What's the 411 is her top album for most people. It's the same reason why it is that most people loved uh, what was uh, Amy Winehouse. There's so much, there's a level of passion that comes out of pain. So when we go, so when we glorify it, right, or or, or when we when we highlight, I don't want to say glorify, when we highlight it, right, it, it's it it pulls from out of you like who it is this this depth of you that just is always there. It's easy when I'm mad. It's easy. It, it's it's easy to go down that the, the pain avenue. It's easy as hell. It's harder to sit there and say, okay, well, you know what? I'm really going to work because you have to work at that forgiveness. You have to work at 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 like literally walking into the room and being able to stand there next to someone who just called you everything else but 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 a child of God because they were angry. That's but it's so it's so and it's so well said, Chris. Um, but I keep thinking about and relishing in the other side of that. Mm-hmm other side feels so much better mm. it's so much more peaceful and it's so it's so much better because now i mean it's just so interesting my son's mother called me um just a couple of nights ago talking asking for a reference me to recommend somebody to be her business assistant and i was just sitting there we were talking on the phone just laughing and kicking it and, and everything and 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 after i hung up I thought about, man, where we were years ago. Mm. Oh, babe. <laughs> where we were years ago. Where it was, you just stay with him over there, and I have him over here. And we ain't got to be here, though. But the fact that I helped her with her business, mm-hmm. I helped her with her getting some funding for her business, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and 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 my partner helped her. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that, you know, we can have those conversations, it is, Javon is so much better on the other side. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're stronger. I'm stronger now. I'm wiser. I'm better. Right. <laughs> you know, and those things don't bother me. <laughs> right, right. I don't give it any life. I don't give it any life. And it was my choice. And I thank God I went through that because other things don't bother me. <laughs> it just don't bother me, you know? And I and I like it. I like that. And I think that's what God intended us to be. That's what he intended for us. See, I didn't give you that. I didn't give you that. You know, I gave you peace and a sound mind. I didn't give you that other stuff. And I was the resource for you. I am the resource for you. I think if parents also understood the, the, the basic things that God intended for parents to do for children, if they understood that, that those children, when they are children, those children are born, they're only temporary to that, to that child, to that, to that parent. I will never forget when I first heard somebody say that. Somebody was just yeah. like, well, I can't do that. I, she was like, the it was a mother. And she was just like, she's only temporarily mine. Yeah. And she said, and I play that in my head every day. So when she makes a decision or when, you know, she gets to the point and she makes something that is not mine, she's only temporarily mine. Like, right. I only have this certain amount of time to do as much as I can 
with this temporary thing that is on loan to me. Absolutely. And I'm just like. So when you understand that, because see, so God plants in each one of us certain needs. As and as children, the parents are to, you know, you know, support those needs. They're to grow those needs. They're to nurture those needs. They we, we have to, they look to the fathers. The father gives a sense of foundation. So the kid can be secure, grow up with a sense of security. Mm-hmm. Mothers give that nurturing. Fathers can should give nurturing too. So the kids can become emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. You know, this where those security comes from. And so as they develop and they grow, then they transition to knowing who God is. And then they develop their own relationship with him. Well, in a lot of lives, our parents have issues. Hmm. Yeah. So sometimes they yeah. cannot, they cannot fulfill or sow the seed or you know, fl- water that children's that child's need in a certain area. So they can become deficient in certain areas, you know, emotionally unstable, lack of discipline, or whatever. And so who do have who they have to then go back to the source, the source who made you with those needs because that parent was deficient in that area. So the only person that can heal you in that is to go back to the source who created you. So I, what changed my life, what changed my life was when I learned that, you know, my wife at the time was pregnant. And she said that we are gonna have a child that changed my life. Immediately, I said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm responsible for a human being. I immediately said, I got to get a better job. I got to get us in a better, a different house. I have to do this. I have to change because I'm responsible. That changed my life. And then, I, so I took that serious. So a, a, a lot of fathers, so, uh, so when I would experience friends of mine who were fathers, new fathers, a new father like I, and they didn't have that same sense of responsibility, I didn't get it. And you don't, mm-hmm. huh? okay. you, you don't. Right. Like, you need like to, what do you mean? I don't, I don't understand. I don't right. But I understood that they may be deficient. They were deficient in certain areas. Or they didn't have that role model. Or they didn't have that guide. Or they didn't see that. That wasn't their experience mm-hmm. on what a father does. So it was in our nucleus of a group that fathers got together so that we could see what fathering is right, and we would hold each other accountable to mm-hmm. be a father. Hmm. It's funny. It's funny that you would say that because <laughs> <laughs> I I think to when when the kiddo finally hit the teenage years and it was like right after we had had a little spat and got into it. No, could you please explain that because. I kind of like that story and just how like, it was. It was just we butted heads. My, I, I love my son to death. He is very much 
like, like you. Me. I can't believe I just said that. But I did. <laughs> it's the truth. He is That's very much personality wise, he's got a lot of me. So I understand what you all deal with now. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but it, it was so crazy because I remember like I, I there were several people, Steve was one of them, who I called because I felt like like it happened and I felt so bad. And you know he laughed at me. He laughed at me. He fell out laughing on the phone. He was like, oh, he's like, oh, okay. Well, welcome to the club. I was like, God damn, really? Does everybody go through this? He was like, yes, sir. Everyone goes this. And I was like, not everybody. So so for me, I was like, I, I got to find some, somebody has not gone through this. And so, so I called Scott. After you and I finished talking, I called Scott. And I was talking to Scott. I was like, man, you know, kiddo, da 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 He was like, He's like, well, it happens, you know. And I was like, but you know, I said, I'm sure he was like, oh no, me and Scotty, yeah. And I was like, really? You and Scott, like y'all, like y'all relationship is so. And he was like, he was like, oh, he said, yeah, you did the same thing I did. I was like, well, he said you thought she was exempt, huh? And I was like, I did. <laughs> I, did. I did. I was like, damn. And my, I said, clearly, I'm not right. He was like, nah. He said, nope. He said, we all go through it. Said so we all go through it. There comes a point. He said mothers go through it with their daughters. Fathers go yeah, through it. Yeah, they do. Because it, it becomes that point of, and I think someone mentioned the other day of where, you know, they are getting to a point of where they're starting to become young adults. They're learning about themselves and they're wanting to exert their own level of independence while still attached under my parents room. right right and still, see, still see the conflict right, see the right. Conflict. so so there's definitely that, that that complex however to your point is is that if this is the part of the temporary journey then i have to be understanding of the fact that that hey okay cool I see you wanting to be independent, so now let me let me assist you in what independence truly looks like. Yes, so let's yes. sit down now and have a conversation about what independence looks like. And one of the things with him, like he was like, he's like, he's excited about turning 16 because in his mind, he's like, oh, I turn 16, I can get a job. And mm. get, and I get my now. Next like, thing called taxes. I was days like, I'm- I was like, like, boy, let me let me go ahead. And get this, let me get this on. So look, I need you to text me. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. So he, so so to hear say. him, so to even hear him in that vein, it's like, okay, cool. He's been listening, and 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 honestly, I think the most rewarding thing as a parent is when it is that your child turns around and regurgitates something to you that you didn't think that they were paying attention to, and it's like, oh, yeah. whew, thank you, Lord Jesus, He was listening. Yeah. Great, <laughs> you know, there's still hope. You know, let's 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 stay there. Let's stay right there in that vein. Just stay in that lane and just drive it on home, yeah. bro. Drive it on home. So yeah, when you. When 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 we sow those seeds mm-hmm. into our children, when we plant those things, you know, you have to trust and know that they're there. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. And they're going to show you a little later. Right. That's what you did. It's, you know, it's that little later part. It's that yeah. little later part. It's that little later part. And you're gonna be so pleased 
I mean, as, as I am, you're going to be so you will be you will be so pleased as to what you sacrificed and what you've put in because that was your role, right? That was your role, and your reward is when you see who they become. I think to 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 Vaughn's point earlier, I think it, as an adult, it's it's tough accepting that sacrifice. You know, it is, it is, it's tough because we, we obviously, although we shouldn't, but we keep a, we keep an account as into what, what all it is that we've done since day one. I've done X, Y, and Z for you. I've done this, I've done blah, 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 and so forth and so on. Yeah, it's just a, you know, there's a, there's the line from out of, uh, what is it, Tupac's uh, Dear Mama, um, and it's it's something along the lines of where I can never truly repay you back. Yeah, yeah. For everything that you've done because that that's a, it's a like like as 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 for our children, they're they're the United States. They operate from a from a deficit. Like you, you look, bro. You you x amount of trillion in, bro. Like you. I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna get this back. Like I'm never like seriously. I'm not. I'm never gonna get this back. So like you know, we just you know, I'm gonna go ahead and be Biden. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe clean your 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 college tuition debt, all that all them all that stuff, all those toys. Yep, just go ahead, carry on. This is uh. Oof. I appreciate this conversation. There, there, there definitely, you know, whenever, whenever we talk, it's always, it's, it's always right on time. Yeah, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because you know you'll make somebody, you know, I know for me, I come in real hard and strong about how I'm feeling about something. However, You're ten minutes later, I'm like, seriously. <laughs> and then you'll just keep asking, you'll just keep asking the same question like well Vani is that well think about it <laughs> do you want to be right or you want to be free it's real easy <laughs> and my thing is why can't I be both I want to be right and free <laughs> help me get to that answer help me get to the both part like you keep giving me the either or <laughs> you know, like I know which you know, I know which one I, I need to choose. I know which one. Give me. Can we go on the both path? Let's, let's, let's kind of explore that. You know, that's the way God is. Is as we and we talked about it. You know, when when we talk first talked about my invitation to to, to be on with you guys, mm-hmm. and we talked about there's a fluidity to God, <sighs> and there's a there is. And he he still becomes divinely ordered, and 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 sometimes we and we flow in that. So for this purpose in time, we come together to have a conversation. But in the midst of that conversation, he drops us something in your spirit to say, "Well, this needs to be touched on. Mm-hmm. This needs to be talked about because he may be going through this." Or she may be going through this. And this is the time that I need for them to hear this particular word. So with that, it's like, do you ever realize, do you ever stop to realize just how much he loves us? To know that, ah, 
they're going to have this conversation on this particular day. And this is where I wanted to drop in because she has been thinking about this or she has been concerned about this. And this has been weighing heavy on her. And that's my child. Or he's been thinking about this and he's been concerned about that. Or this has been on his mind and he's my child. Well, I know that they're getting together on this particular day and during this particular time, I'm going to slip this in here because this will touch their hearts. So if he's thinking about us, that means he's working with our calendars. He's working with our schedules. And he already knows what we're going to experience because he is working with our calendars. He already knows. So he already knows when he's going to plant that seed or plant that thought or speak to your heart. And with that, that's blessed assurance. It's an assured blessing that I got your back. I already know. I already know. So I just delight in the peacefulness of knowing, hey, so things don't get to me as they once did because I know he, he's he got me. Right. See, this is what I'm talking about. What? I come in. <laughs> it be real hard. Like, oh. It's always like that one person that'll break you down. You just be like, oh, you know what? I don't want to talk to you no more. Okay. Okay, I'm done with the conversation. Like, I don't want to talk to you no more. But you, you don't feel this strong. You don't feel, you were you definitely, don't feel this bad you know, as you did before. It's it's funny. it's funny because from that standpoint, you can you can deflate a balloon, you can deflate someone's balloon and turn around and blow it right back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. With a whole new set of energy, with, like with a whole, with yeah. a deep, like like oh like oh no no sorry that was that old tank. We got a new tank. We're gonna fill it right this, with, with this helium over here. Like <laughs> this that fresh this like, that fresh right. helium. Right. You yeah. had that sale. Right. Yeah, I love that. Like that's like that fresh fire, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, fire. absolutely. Fresh fire. That's fresh fire. But you all, you know, you're doing some good stuff, and you're doing some great things, and you're speaking on issues and concerns, especially when it comes to fathers and children. You're speaking on some things that needs to be spoken on. And needs to be talked about because we're in a realm of revelation. We're in a realm of healing. And so it's so timely because I do believe that we have fathers who want to be better. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. We have fathers who want to be better and it's becoming okay to talk about it. And, and, mm-hmm. I think, and it is. And I, I think you have fathers that... I tell people all the time, like, you know, when, when it comes to people, I think in general, but I think men more so we can definitely we have we have a fuck it button that is that is readily available and to push at any given time <laughs> so for the most part you in this butt no but seriously you in this butt it's yeah. a, but 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 Make seriously and and so depending on the situation like you know to to Steve's earlier point like there is a level of strength that you have to possess in order to stand in fire I'm sorry it just it just is you know it is. so if I came into it with it right and you're hoping to see some bit of hope some some sliver that 
all of this effort that I'm putting in is going to yield something back. And in those moments when it doesn't, and I and I, I've said this before, I don't condone any guy ever walking away from his from from fathering his child or children. I just don't. However, the part of the conversation that always always irks me is the fact that we never talk about what were the situation or what was the atmosphere that caused him to feel like he had to hit that fucking button to yeah. to begin with yeah. you know yeah and and so when we so and so to 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 your point it's like now we're at an age where it's okay to sit in here and talk about the fact that there are indeed some toxic moms out there Mm-hmm. There's some mm-hmm. bad dads, right? Or there was some good dad, or there's some guys who were good dads but became bad dads because the situation was bad, not because that they were actually a bad dad to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so now it's now it's definitely you have you, you have you have space. People are being a little bit more transparent, or a little bit more open, or a little bit more just accepting of the fact that okay, well, damn, maybe it was me. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it was. I know I didn't want to openly admit that before, like you know, because I had my girl, right, right. You know, you know, you know, right, right. You know, so, so, so now it's like, okay, you can you can accept the fact of that. Hey, you were you were doing like 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 you said, being at least acknowledged the fact that or highlight the fact that yeah, you are a good dad because I see you doing this and I see you doing X, Y, and Z. I made it stressful for you and my apologies on that, but I do see you in the fact of doing all these things. And and honestly, right. for guys, that's look, we we it the, the, the littlest the littlest bit of acknowledgement goes a long way with us. Like seriously. Thank you for listening to our show. Make sure you visit our website at fathershould.org. Follow us at Fathershould Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Fathershould underscore PC on Twitter. 